So welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So I am Izzy. Welcome to the first video Strange on Purpose podcast in a very long time. Thank you to my guest uh, for being down and open to it, even though I just dropped it on her today. <laughs> um, but I'm super, I'm super, super excited for today and uh, super excited to really talk about really cool topics with somebody that has a similar mindset, but then also somebody that's come from a completely different background as me and, and a ton of other guests. So without further ado, adieu. Um, Lucy, thanks for jumping on the podcast. She's made it. I am here. And let people know the truth. You didn't just tell me today. He literally told me as I came on, hey, this is actually a video uh, and it's going to go on YouTube. And I was like, wait, where's my lip gloss? Because you're not about to have me out there looking crazy, Izzy. You really aren't. But thank you so much for just having me and, you know, wanting to, to chat with me. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Um, so first of all, I'm sorry for dropping this on you immediately. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, but thanks for being a good sport. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm super excited. So let's get into it. Before we actually get into it, do you want to give a little intro as to who you are and what you do? Yeah, yeah. So my name is Lucy Clivelli. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> it's just good vibes right now, okay? We, we talked prior to hitting record, so we're like on a roll and we're hype. We're feeling good. Um, but my name is Lucy. I am from Los Angeles. I'm born in Mexico. Came to the U.S. at the age of three. Um, I am 100% Mexicana. I am a in the sneaker industry in the tech industry um a little bit on my background i love sneakers as you can see um i love collecting <laughs> them and i love the stories behind them i'm also a uh, producer and photographer um out here in la and i have my own creative agency tomorrow isn't promised and i'm currently working as a community manager for a startup gaming app called aglet you should download if you haven't yet um and yeah that's a little bit about me i like long walks on the beach i like puppies um, <laughs> where ice cream is cookies and cream what else you want to know let's go um <laughs> no i that's that's dope um so there's gonna be people out there that are like damn you you're doing a ton of stuff like the first time i met you i was like damn she does all of this uh, like how does she keep her head on throughout the day um but take me back to those like that, that time in college, Lucy, that Lucy, like, did you know immediately, like, this is what I want to go into? 
Um, no, honestly, I had big plans to be um, an international lawyer, um, which are still big plans, you know. I think that those were like my parents' bigger plans. Um, and, then, you know, life has a really funny way of showing you what you really are made for. And I think that um, I am so lucky and I'm glad that I found my passion in photography very early on in college. Um, I don't know if I would be here without it, honestly. It's like one of the things that I didn't know that I could be passionate about um, and that I could actually be good at because um, growing up, I was all about like getting straight A's and making sure I had all the honors classes and all the AP classes and making sure like I was in sports and, you know, being super involved and just looking for like the bigger picture educationally. Um, and like success to me looked like I needed to be a lawyer and, you know, <laughs> come to find out it's actually a lot of money to be a lawyer. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, did, I definitely didn't expect it, but I'm thankful that I found that because it just allowed me to be fully creative and fully expand on who I am as an as a creator, um, but also as a person, I think like I found like my happiness and it didn't feel like a job. It didn't feel like a bother. It didn't, you know, it was fun and it was creative and it allowed me to express myself in a way that I couldn't before, you know, and it's seeing, you know, so many in the, in the way that I got into it, um, being a part of a men's fashion blog, I felt like really cool being the only female there, like the only woman. <laughs> but I also realized that that was like my moment to break ground. And I felt my whole life that I had to be like this person to be the first of something because I am the first of something in my family. And so for always, I've had that in my head of like, you have to be the first person to do this because if you're not, you know, no, most people won't come in and do it. Like you have to be the first person to open the door for other people. So um, that's really how I felt with photography and learning more about fashion and sneakers and learning to like love, you know, the stories behind the sneakers and the brands behind the sneakers. Um, it really helped build the person that I am now and what I like and basically my craft, you know, that was the foundation of it um, in college, you know, besides all the late nights and partying and, you know, all the fun stuff I also got to do in college. Um, that was the foundation and it definitely led me into, you know, working with other brands while I was still in college. So I started working with like Foot Locker and um, we did a couple of projects with like Reebok and started getting like GQ's attention and Adidas. And so when you know, all these things are like finally starting to happen for you. You're like, okay, it starts becoming more reassurant. Um, mm -hmm. And then when I left college and I applied for my first position um, with Adidas, I landed it and I moved from Virginia to Philadelphia um, with Geza because he also had a position there. And that's how I first learned about it. Um, and so that was like even more reassurance of like, this is where you're meant to be. And then I got, you know, flown out to Portland and I'm like over here with all new friends, you know, living the life. I was like, hell yeah, this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And um, sneakers and fashion and photography and creativity has just been an outlet for me to like, again, express who I am, but also like grow in as a bigger purpose, grow in as a bigger per person with a bigger purpose. Like my purpose expanded. 
um, when I realized what I could do in this industry and realizing how male dominated, how white dominated it was, I was like, oh shit, like I could really do something, you know, like this is my moment. And it's been years in the making, but I feel like everything's finally starting to come together. Um, and I'm just so thankful for all that time that I got to grow and I got to learn from so many different brands and, you know, just be the best version of me now. That's dope. Um, I think it's super dope that you had that mindset towards that. Like a lot of people would look at the industry, look at your situation and be like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. And you looked at it as opportunity and that's that's super super dope take before we before we dive deeper i want to talk about the lucy who thought she was going or lucy prior lucy who was going into international law and you said it was influenced by your parents i've had a ton of guests on the podcast that have immigrant parents or their first or second generation and that's that's a mentality that you have to like break through. Like when you told your parents, like I want to I want to pursue this this sneaker maybe fashion thing, were you met with some hesitation? Well, I didn't really tell them. I kind of just did it. Like yeah. they're still asking me, like, hey, Miha, when are you gonna go back to uh, <laughs> you know like law school? And I'm like, well, are you gonna pay for it? Cause yeah, <laughs> girls a little a little backed up with student loans. So, um. Yeah, I I started to like I knew that they would be a little bit disappointed and I think mm-hmm. that I was more scared of disappointing them more than anything, but I realized that like I had to do what was best for myself and what I loved and also like the other thing of like the finances was also a very big factor on like the reason why I didn't keep going to law school. Um so for me it was more like showing them that i could get more opportunities with the industry and like showing them my work and showing them when i was featured in this and that you know like whenever my work is featured on different like blogs or on different like press um or even different like pages on instagram i like to share that with them because then for them it's more of like okay like she's okay we're good like we don't have to like keep paying for her car payment or like you know give her money (laughs) rent um but as soon as i moved to for from virginia to pennsylvania my parents weren't helping me financially anymore so i think that was like a huge like reassurance for them like okay she's good she's fine um but there was a lot of hesitation for me to even bring it up or to tell them and we never really had the conversation until like i moved back to la and then they Mm -hmm. asked me that question of like hey are you gonna go back and i was like look like (laughs) I just, you know, and I had to like be very real with them and explain to them that like what I want to do with my life is, yeah, maybe law school is still somewhere there down the line because that's always going to be one of my dreams to finish law school. Um, Just to have that and to say that I went to law school and also because I feel like I could be a really good lawyer. Like, I don't know, maybe. Um, (laughs) I'm really good at arguing with people, so, you know. But I do... um, I did fear that it was going to be disappointment and you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't feel that anymore. I feel like they're very proud of where I am and like all the accomplishments that I have. But if I wouldn't have pursued my passion in photography and in the creative field and in sneakers, 
I probably would be in a mountain full of more debt with yeah. no actual career going for myself. And I wouldn't have been able to have a creative outlet where I'm able to express myself and to, to have like self care and to like take care of myself mentally if I would have went the other route. I think I would have put myself through so much more stress only to accomplish a dream that was a priority for my parents and not for me, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. Damn. So little backstory, Lucy. Um, ever since I was little, I told people I was going to be a sports agent and going to going, you need a law degree to go into sport or to get in, uh, to get your agent certificate and um, never been a good student, terrible student. And uh, when I graduated from college, uh, I had to make the decision whether to figure out to see if I would even be accepted into a law school or if I would be just entering the workforce. And I entered the workforce because of the money, just like you. And that's just something that I feel like these huge, huge, whether you want to be a, a lawyer or a doctor or name XYZ uh, career path that you need to get into a mountain of debt just to get to be able to do the job. I feel like they're losing on such diverse, but such great candidates at the same time. You're just you're putting up this wall that only a select few can go up and, and get into. Um, but it's opening the door to, like you said, like other career paths and you found a different passion. I found a different passion. I'm sure so many other people do, but like at the back of your mind, and it is for me still like, it's still a dream to be a sports agent and it's still a dream for you to be in law school, um, to graduate law school. So, um, I'm, I want to see you, I want to see you do that. that that'd be super dope. Oh, man. You too. <laughs> We're going to make it. We're going to make it happen. We're it's going to. Like prioritizing I guess you know what we feel that we can do in the moment and like I don't think that that you know dream is completely lost for us it's about just like when it comes when it happens and I'll be prepared for it then you know financially I'll be, pre be prepared to pay all those freaking loans and yeah. you know, also mentally I'll be able to like have more time to dedicate to it because right now like if I don't have time to dedicate to a family and a baby, like I don't have time to dedicate to school. You right. know, like I'm trying to build, I'm trying to do all these other things and it's just not the right time for me. And I think, you know, we're so rushed by one, society, and two, sometimes unfortunately by our families and our parents. And I think that it's up to us as immigrant children, like the next generation, to take it back and be like, well, I don't have to be successful because I have to do A, B, and see you know like you mm -hmm. don't have there's no like clear path for everyone everybody has to be able to ch pick and choose you know what career they want to go into and you don't have to have a degree to be successful you really don't you know so if college doesn't seem like it's the right option for you and you find yourself doing something completely different that's fine as long as you're actually working towards your goal I think that's all that matters and you know, as and also I think if you do want to go to college, it is also a re really good experience to figure out what it is that you want to do next, you know, because you might, mm -hmm. you know, figure a whole nother topic or a whole nother career field of career that you want to go into that you wouldn't have known otherwise if you wouldn't have went to college. Um, so I just think that it's just about a matter of like timing, priorities and 
you know, choosing yourself every time, choosing what is best for you and not based off of what everybody else thinks is best for you. Okay, let's dive deep. One more question on that before we get into um, Aglet and uh, everything else you, you work on right now. So how, when you say put yourself first, especially somebody that is raised by, by immigrants, it's really tough. And like I struggled, uh, not that my parents are immigrants to say, but I struggle with saying, you know what, I'm going to pick up and, and leave. I'm going to move to Switzerland to go work for Timberland or anything, right? Because I'm like, damn, I feel like I'm leaving my parents. I feel like I'm abandoning these people, like my family. Not that you've done it, but like, how do you, how do you like think people should battle that, that sense? Like putting yourself first before, um, the needs of others or anything like that yeah well I I do feel like I did do that um and I Mm -hmm. felt extremely guilty when I left for college because I left while I still had my little brother in he was barely starting high school and then the second from there was barely starting elementary school and then the baby baby Pedrito he was like four you know so I did leave or he was actually two when I left um So I felt like I was like leaving my brothers behind and I grew up raising them because my parents both, um, they worked, my dad did electric, he was an electrician and my mom owned her restaurant and food trucks and food stands. So I took on a really big responsibility of taking care of my brothers and taking care of my family and my home and, you know, just having that really big responsibility. And I felt so guilty. I felt so guilty that I was out here like, having fun while my mom had to work at the restaurant till like 2 a.m. You know, like that, it really gets to you mentally, but at the same time, like when else am I going, when when else is it gonna be my turn? You know, when else am I going to be able to experience this? And like eventually my brothers will have their turn and they'll be able to experience it probably better than I will because I didn't really have a lot of support from my family to like leave my mom 100% like she tried to bribe me first of all she tried to bribe me into buy- trying to buy me like a convertible car so that I could stay and I was like nope I'm going to college and I'm going away and I think I um I wanted to leave mostly because I knew that if I stayed my responsibilities were going to be even bigger because mm-hmm. as an adult and as you start making more money, you you know, you know have to be able to like help your family. And that's just how it is with Hispanic families and immigrant families. Like you help, you know, you're, it's not like, it's expected, like you're expected to help. There's no like if, ands or buts about it. Um, but I think then it was a, a huge struggle for me and mentally. And I think like, I just wasn't like mature enough to understand that I couldn't be so hard on myself because I literally would cry. Like I would be so sad that I couldn't be with my family for, you know, spring break or vacations like um, Easter or, you know, like special other birthdays, you know, I missed a lot of birthdays, but my sacrifice was worth it because now my brother is like, he's customizing sneakers and he he's going to college and my other brother he has his own little sneaker collection going and he's thinking about creating merch and my other brother like he loves tiktok and he has like way more followers than i do on tiktok you know like (laughs) all of these things i made sure that even though i was away i still kept pouring into my brothers and still kept pouring into my family 
And Mm -hmm. when I understood that I had to put myself first wasn't until probably after I left college, after I was doing something for myself and I was like fully living on my own in a completely different new city, I started realizing like, okay, I have to put myself first because if I'm good, if I pour onto me, then I am able to pour onto other people. If I am not good, my family won't be good. If I am not hustling out here and trying to, you know, become the next Bill Gates, like I'm not going to be able to provide for my family and I'm not going to be able to give them the opportunities that I know that they deserve and that I know that I can give them, you know? So for me, that was a bigger motivator and being able to understand that is a lot and it's really heavy on your heart, on your soul and like on your being because you're like, fuck, like how do I, how do I like go be so selfish? You know, like you feel like you're being selfish by like leaving your family behind or by not being able to like be there with your family. Um, But you have to be able to separate that. And I think that eventually your family will understand just like my family did they understood that i had to go do those things so that i can be better make myself better you know be like mm-hmm. cultured and not be you know <laughs> a, you know dummy going all the way to the east coast and not knowing how to act um i had to do all of those things so that i can be who i am now and be able to like provide more opportunities for my brother and for my siblings and for my parents too like now I can take them to New York and, you know, show them around or I can take them to, you know, wherever I want. And, you know, I have to like look at all the positive things in it. Um, it's definitely something that I still continue to struggle. And it's just something that I'm going to always struggle because these are all like part of it's all part of healing and about like, you know, breaking down general generational um, curses um, yeah. that we have on us and also like being able to you know, express ourselves and have these conversations with our parents are really, really important. I have found that now that I'm older and I'm able to have these conversations with my mom and my dad, I think they understand me a little bit more and they understand where I'm coming from. And they see that there's like a good reason on why I do the things that I do. Like I definitely sacrifice a lot of spending time with them um, to go do, you know, projects you know, but I do still try to see them. It's just about having a balance and being able to talk about these things because it's important. And like so many immigrant kids, so many Hispanic kids grow up thinking, you know, they have to be this provider and they have, it's this huge responsibility that kind of like just hovers over you for the rest of your life. And it's important to talk about it because it's a lot to carry. You're carrying a very, very big weight. Um, So yeah, I would just say, talk about it like have have these conversations it's important i love that i really do so you you have this amazing role with aglet what what is that role for anybody that doesn't know who you are or anything like that and and what is aglet yeah so aglet is a startup gaming app it is in its design right now it's technically just you walk to collect aglet which is our in-game currency and you collect digital sneakers for your virtual shelf um and so it's basically just like a walking and collecting game right now um but the future of it is basically what what sold me on it um and why i've decided to you know stick with them and rock with them so hard um but i am their community manager so i manage all of their socials and i help build their community um 
via socials and all of the social platforms. I am also um, recently being tasked with producing a content series for basically just highlighting creators. We're calling it our creators series. Um, and I'm really excited about that because it's something that I've had, you know, on my mind for a very long time and I finally get to do it with a whole new brand. And it's about telling the stories that matter. And I feel like I've tried to do that throughout my career and throughout the times that I've worked with different brands is always trying to bring it back to what actually matters and being the representation that we need in the room. So it's huge um, for me because I mean, you don't really ever get the opportunity to just like have a brand tell you here, like here's yeah. this and we want you to do crazy things with it. You know, like we trust your mind. Um, and so having that trust from them really is super reassuring for me that like this is where I need to be and that my future is very, very bright. And also huge reassurance for all of the work that I've been putting in over the years. Like I never thought that I would get a opportunity to, you know, do what I love for a living. And the, the, like the way that everything has aligned um, has really made me feel like this really is my purpose. Like this is where I'm meant to be. I love that. I love what you guys are working on. And it's so, so it's super dope that like, like you said, they gave you the keys of the car and said, go just drive, yeah. whatever, do whatever you want. That's super dope. Um, yeah. So like most people, the general population would look at that role and said, okay, that's going to take up a lot of time. This is all I'm doing. But you're doing a ton of things outside of that. What, what else are you working on? Yeah. So I also have my creative agency um, that I run with my husband, Geza. And um, it's really, I, it's funny. A lot of people ask me this about like, how do you like manage to do so many different things? Um, and I actually had a podcast with uh, Nick Engvall a couple of weeks ago, and he asked me this exact same question. I literally said, like, organization is a must. And, like, I do not go – and I don't know why my plan – oh, it's right there. But my planner <laughs> is, like, something I live off of, and it's really the only thing that, like, helps me manage my time because um, <laughs> it, can, it, it can get really difficult to wear a lot of different hats, especially as an entrepreneur and – also trying to have a full-time job um, because that's what I, although I have a contract with Aglet where I'm consulting for them technically mm -hmm. I am still employed by them and technically I still work for them nine to five Monday through Friday you know even Saturdays yeah. and Sundays um, so it's definitely difficult to find like balance in the times where I have to take calls or I have to do different projects for different brands but I'm very, very grateful and blessed to have an amazing partner who helps me manage all of those things. And I manage Aglet as our client. Um, and so I do everything with Aglet myself. So he's not involved with that, but he manages all of our other clients. So he is the one that's organizing like when we have a shoot, what, what we have to shoot, when we have a call, you know, what, what the budgets are. He's the one that's like, emailing and doing all these things and then I just show up so it's really great <laughs> to have That's that um, but we're actively always like looking for new clients so I do do a little bit of scouting I do do a little bit of like you know um, emails back and forth with different clients I'm always taking mm -hmm. calls you know that um, I'm always <laughs> like trying to like network with new people but 
it's really all about balancing and wanting if you want better you have to do better like I can't yes there's gonna be off days where I'm gonna like say screw my whole planner and I'm probably not gonna get any of it done on that day but as long as like I'm trying the next day to be better than I was the day before you're gonna get there but you can't like go into all of these things or say like I want to get a community manager position or I want to start a business and think that it's all just going to happen like there's so much work to be done like yeah. the the um the after the the reward is definitely great but it's not instant the reward is not instant at all so there's a lot of work that needs to be put in for you to actually have a balanced life like this and I still can't figure it out like there's still days where I'm like fuck, like I overbooked myself or you know like yeah I knew that I had a call at 7 a.m because of you you know I'm working with like all these different time zones I'm working with UK Australia you the US and people in like the Netherlands so you know I know <laughs> that if I'm gonna work at 7 a.m and take a call like I can't be going to bed at like 12 1 p.m like I literally schedule it all I schedule the time I'm going to bed and if I don't prepare then I'm not ready like I'm not yeah. you know if I don't if the thing about it is like I've always been about preparation needs opportunity and mm -hmm. that is the one thing that I always like just tell myself over and over because the next conversation that I have with you know, whoever I'm trying to network or whoever I'm trying to connect with, if I'm not ready for that call and I show up busted or I show up, you know, not knowing what I want to say or with a plan, I fail. I failed that day, you know, and I don't ever want to feel that way. I don't ever want to yeah. feel like I'm backed up with things. Um, so for my sense of peace and for me to like be okay without any anxiety, I have to plan. Um, and there's also a balance in that too to find time off because I think we and we said this before it's about like making sure that self-care is not being selfish like you taking care of you and pouring into you before you can pour into others is necessary like if you're not good if you're not rested and you're not fully good you're not going to wake up and want to pour into anybody else you know like you have to fully be okay with you for you to be able to be okay with everything else that you have to handle as well as like talk to people and handle people and all of that. Mm -hmm. I love that. <clears throat> but yeah, <laughs> hopefully that answers the question. That answers the question. Um, I want to give you the floor to talk yeah. about representation. You've been in yeah. the industry for a little bit um, and you've seen the, the boys club that it is. What yeah. a... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to ask a very bland question, but uh, I think it will open the door to some other things that uh, might pop up in your head. Is like, what needs to change? What needs to change? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, we need way more representation, and that's not just women, but also people of color. Um, it's crazy. Um, we talked about we talked about um, perception in our email about like what what kind of change I want in the industry or what what I want people to perceive the industry as but I don't want the perception of the industry to change because I want people to know what's really going on. What I want to change is the actual industry like 
from the inside out. <laughs> um, and the only way we can do that is by, you know, networking with each other and supporting each other. I think that there's way too many people saying like, yeah, we want the industry to be more inclusive. Yeah, we want more women uh, uh, to be involved. And yeah, we want this and we want that. And they all want change, but they're also falling in line with why we don't have change. Number one reason why we don't have change is because there's too much clicky shit going on. Like we either love one brand or we love the other or we're hating on people for getting with brands or we're, you know, like stop hating. Stop, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Just start supporting. Start supporting people because they're doing something cool. Start supporting people because they're a part of the industry that you are also a part of. Start supporting people because it's okay to support people. You know, I think that um, that is the number one thing, like especially women that are already in the industry that have made it, that are trying to break, continue to break ground for other women. Like, don't be hating. Don't like <laughs> just love each other. And I mean, you don't have to love each other. You don't have to like other people, but you should respect other people, especially if they're like right. trying to create, trying to break ground just like you, you know, it's like embracing other people and coming up together. Cause there's, I've never seen it happen where teams come up that are just an individual. Like it's always a mm -hmm. team. It's always, you know, together. Um, and I think that's really the only way to beat what the industry is right now. You know, I can say it a million times, like there's way too many white men in this fucking industry. Like I can say it and I can say like, we need more women, but like at the end of the day, what, what we really need is more people supporting people. And that's right. what we need. Um, so yeah, that's what I want to change. A hundred percent. I feel <laughs> it. Well, it's funny. Um, I had this written down. Um, I've been asking a question about gatekeepers. Um, and this, I, I think uh, when the term gatekeepers comes up, it doesn't really involve uh, black, white, or anything like that. It's truly like, yo, like, I'm going to get mine. I'll let you know when you can get yours type of mentality. That type of mentality is the mentality that it, I feel like once we get one in the door, we're like, hell yeah. Yeah. But we're waiting to see when the next one is. And we just wait. And we're like championing. I think that's a word, championing. championing. Yeah. yeah. Um, celebrating. <laughs> yeah, celebrating that, that one for so long. And then when they're done, they're like, okay, next person. Rather than saying, you know what? Uh, me and my homies are going to come. And we're all going to get a piece of the pie rather than me running with the piece of the pie. And yeah. that's what like my, I think it's, it's what pisses me off the most about the industry is like, okay, we have one in great, but it's like, no, that's not great. Like, what about their friends? What about like their family? Like yeah. there's gotta be somebody else that you can um, collaborate with or anything like that, that looks like them yeah. rather than just being that one person it pisses me yeah. off. I think just people don't understand that concept of like, you know, it's not just if you're really trying to change the industry and you're talking about it all the time and you're, you know, making sure that that's a part of your spiel, mm -hmm. what are you doing to actually make that a possibility for everybody else to come up with you? You know, like, are you getting opportunities and, you know, telling them that you need a budget for this specific photographer or are you putting your friends on to different like 
shoots are you putting your friends on in different opportunities are you talking about people in a room full of opportunities you know like people love to post about it people love to say it but they don't actually do it and that's the problem that's the problem of why we can't all come up because it's like very clicky and it's very like if you got if you have a connect in the industry you got to connect with Yeezy or you know you got to plug somewhere here like you keep it so like you keep it so secretive instead of like sharing the wealth sharing the the health yeah. sharing the the knowledge you know like i don't know i'm just not of course i'm not gonna just like go around telling people like you know all of my connections but like if we have a conversation and i know that you are trying to get into nfts and i know somebody that already does you know nfts like i'm gonna connect you you know it's not about like one upping i'm i'm i know my turn is coming and i don't need to like gatekeep my opportunities just because mm-hmm. I'm scared that other people will get the opportunities before me. Like I right. firmly believe that my opportunities are for me and they're going to come for me when I'm ready. Like, yep. I don't think that I need to like try and, you know, like be all what we're saying, like gatekeepers to these yeah. opportunities that can spread so much wealth and health for everybody else. Like, I don't know. But again, number one reason why we have this problem exactly oh, it's frustrating <laughs> it, it really is um so we talked a little bit about what maybe like a long-term future goal looks like for you but what else do you want to see in the future for lucy not for everything else that you're working on for lucy specifically yeah. well i hope to continue evolving tomorrow isn't promised um it has evolved from like what we used to have it um to what it is now like tomorrow isn't promised has been years in the making um it started off with our blog it was a men's fashion blog when geza first started it back in college so it was called gallant at the time um so it's definitely like evolved over time based on the things that we're interested in and based on like how we've evolved within the industry so i just hope to continue to grow it um finally launch the apparel side of it um i also want to launch like a foundation with it as well so just continue to branch off in many different ways um and growing it to for it to really be a platform where people can feel included and safe and feel like they can come to it as a resource um and also for other people to collaborate um with us as well you know not just like big brands like i definitely want to start collaborating with more creators and i feel like i do already but i feel like there's still so much more you know i'm like yeah i want to keep doing more like i feel like i'm doing a lot but i have to do the most so um (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to continue evolving and i i just want to continue growing it and you know for me as a person i want to be um I, I said this before in like a, um, what is it called? A 2021 vision board. I said, mm-hmm. I want to be the best Latina in marketing tech and sneakers that the world has ever met. And I don't know if that's really, you know, one of those has to hit. So I'm just putting it out there. Um, but I do, I do hope to reach very big, you know, um, goals with my career in marketing and in social media um and i want to be you know 
like just a resource for people I don't care if I don't if my name's not like big like I don't care if not you know the whole world doesn't know who Lucy Crivelli is as long as like one person um, believes in who I am and sees the vision and I can inspire them I think that's all that it matters to me and I want to continue you know just being a guide for my brothers and for the people that come after me like I don't I don't know I just I want to be the first of something for sure but I also want to make sure that like my legacy continues with like the people that I'm able to inspire and motivate because um, I feel like you don't have a legacy if you don't inspire other people you know like where does it, it you just you reach these high goals and you do all these things and these big accomplishments and your name gets known but like what happens after that who continues mm -hmm. it so I want to make sure that my legacy continues you know I'm talking about it like I'm gonna die in five years or something but <laughs> um you know what I mean <laughs> no that's super inspiring I'm I'm super excited to see what what I'm going to say what hits, but I think really when you, you said those three industries, whether it's sneakers, um, marketing or tech, I think it can all hit at the same, at, at an intersection where you're known for all three because you're working at the perfect position at that perfect time that encompasses all three, which that's all that matters. And, um, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I am very hopeful for you. So, Thank you. <laughs> what makes you strange on purpose? Um, uh, okay, let me think about this one for a little bit. So <laughs> I give you a really good answer. Um, <laughs> I guess what makes me strange on purpose is that I, I've always felt like I, well, I, I've always felt like I have to be the first of something, but I also mm -hmm. don't want to put myself in a box. So I believe that people cannot do not have to just be one thing um, wholeheartedly. And I think that everyone should be allowed to try something new, at least, you know, in one time in their life, if you find, you know, that you like, for example, I tried doing lashes. Um, and that was like, one of the things that I wanted to try, you know, and I didn't hold myself back or put myself in a box and saying like, no, you just have to do photography. Like you just have to do this. You just have to do that. Um, I feel like I can inject myself into every industry and I want to do that. I want to be able to like expand my skills and myself. And I think that believing that you can be more than one thing is the biggest motivator on why I'm different and why I want to create different um hmm. but yeah just being different that's dope. that's dope that's dope um where can people find you where can people find out more where can people check out your work yeah you can check out my work on itsgaza.com uh we have a bunch of new stuff coming up on there so a lot of our work is going to be getting updated on there and you can also reach out to us um if you ever want to work with us on there and you can also follow me on instagram at lucy crivelli and you can also follow me on aglet aglet app <laughs> download it now it's gonna get good it's gonna get better um we're doing um actually we're doing nfts um this month we dropped a collection of three nfts and we are one of the first brands to actually 
be able to have people earn an NFT rather than buy it. So that's one really cool thing that's going on yeah. this month. Um, so find out more. Go follow us. That's super um, dope. And yeah. And honestly, just like DM me. Like if you want to chat, want to talk, I'm always, my DMs are always open. I reply to everybody. Um, and yeah, just talk to me. That's super dope. Well, I love your aglet emote. I think that's what it's called like the illustration yeah that's on your email oh my gosh when you i think you had posted them and i was like damn this is so dope i want one um <laughs> but lucy i appreciate you jumping on the strange on purpose podcast and i look forward to doing this in the future me too thank you so much for having me hope everyone enjoys it perfect Thank you for listening to the Strange on Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out. It helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you. 